Welcome back, everybody, to another episode of Subject to Change with myself, your host, Jordan McCabe. Today, we brought on Andre Ball, and the Ball family has been in the news and the media for God knows how long. So this is going to be an exciting episode to talk about Andre and the rest of his fam. Let's do it. Andre, how you doing, bro? I'm good. I'm good. I'm good. You know, just waking up, really, 12 o'clock, but... I was going to say... <laughs> I just finished school. I just finished school, so I got to sleep in today. So I was pretty excited about that. So you took advantage of it. I like to hear it. Yeah. I like it. You're out in Cali, right? Yeah, I'm out in Cali. How is uh, how is life out there right now with the whole pandemic stuff? I heard it's crazy. Yeah, it's it's cases all the time. Like they still debating whether or not if we gonna go back on lockdown. Like it's crazy out here. Like yeah. like I, all the schools in my conference that aren't like kind of local like they're already like back at school and stuff and we still like trying to get back to school so it's kind of it's crazy out here for sure you can't even go to campus right now nah so okay because i've heard about this whole thing with california being like i know your governor came out and said something crazy about no concerts until like 2021 yeah. Um, yeah. they were thinking about suspending like sporting events so where where is that like? Are your coaches talking? Because you're going to you're at Pepperdine right now, right? Yeah. So what are your coaches saying about season coming up? Sure, we don't even know yet. Like uh, we've seen a couple of the other conferences like starting like for just conference only, but we haven't really got like a say so in our athletics department. But at the end of the day, like I got I got hurt. I'm still like rehabbing right now. I got hurt before season last year. So. Um, I had hurt my knee okay. like a week and a half before season started and I had to get surgery. So, yeah, I was out whole last year. Was it ACL, meniscus, MCL? Uh, I tore some cartilage off my kneecap. Like, it was crazy. Yeah, it was crazy. Yeah. You, was it open gym or workout or whatever? It was, uh, it was in practice at the end of practice. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, see, that's great. What do you think about this whole, like – only conference schedule that could happen what do you think what's your feeling on that I feel like it's I mean they're trying to find the best scenario for like everybody but I feel like for the seniors like for the seniors that's going to go in I feel like it's kind of like messed up for them because they kind of need all the games they can get you know yeah I mean this is look this is uh, seniors for sure but this is a resume you know builder like anybody yeah. else who goes in you know for a job this is almost our our like internship we get four years our platform to show we get four years to build up a portfolio a resume in order to tell at the professional level like i'm worth x amount of dollars so you know i think shrinking shrinking the season is a is an injustice to any athlete now yeah i'm I'm all for being safe my big thing is, is we if we shrink the conference or the the schedule down to just conference games you take away how is that fair to, you know, if we're not going to do it nationwide, you know what I mean? Yeah, it's like, especially, like, with the non-conference games. So, those those are some big games, like, you, before conference. Like, you, that's how people, like, like the whole – a lot of TV games, a lot of, like, traveling and stuff. Like, those are big games in, like, December, November. Yeah, that's a great – do you guys have any big uh, non-conference games scheduled this year that uh, you know of? Not that I know of, but last year we had a lot. Yeah, because as, as a mid-major school, that's your time where you guys generally play the high major schools around you yeah. or, you know, whatever. For for us at, at WVU even, we're trying to go out and find the best, you know, teams from 
the ACC, Pac-12, all that stuff. Yeah. We were supposed to play um, – well, now it's not we're supposed to. We are still going to. Um, mm-hmm. I'm holding out hope because we in that battle for Atlantis, we were in there with Duke, Arkansas, or, uh, Duke, um, Creighton, mm-hmm. uh, Arizona, all these teams. And it's just like <laughs> – and I'm not a doctor. I don't know anything. Uh, but I feel like you're if you're traveling anywhere, whether it's a conference team or a non-conference team, if it's not a bubble scenario, it's you're at risk either way. You know what yeah. I mean? Yeah. I was thinking, I was like, if like with this whole going back to campus and stuff and playing, I was like, if they would have had a solution for all of this, they would have been already like implemented it. Right. Everybody's still going to be at risk, like you said, like wherever we go. So they just going to have to figure something out. I don't think all of this stuff is going to end until they make like a vaccine or something. But who knows when that's going to happen? Yeah, look, I, I think you're 100 percent right. I think a lot. Of, I think at this point, nobody knows anything. <laughs> you know what I mean? A lot of people run around and credit to them. They got to make decisions and try to fix stuff. But like you said, until the, that vaccine comes out, I don't know. I don't know what we're going to do or what it's going to look like, but there's a little bit of hope. Did you yeah. watch the, uh, did you watch the bubble games last night? I did. I did. That's going really well. Who, who, yeah, do, you, it is. who do you think is winning that this year? I think I, I'm going to go with the Lakers. I'm going to go with the Lakers. They, they just too tall. Like they're too tall. Yeah. They're big across the board. They yeah, really are in every position. So last night, last night we were sitting down me and my boys from my team were watching the the Clips Lakers game, and yeah. it was it was early on in the first first uh, first quarter, and Braun had two like ISOs at the top of the key. Now you're a Cali boy, so I'm assuming there's going to be some bias in in the answer to this question. But I brought up the point. I said LeBron does not have a bag. He's the best player in the league, but LeBron does not have a bag. I don't like. Do you agree or disagree with that? You talking about like his ISO bag? Oh, oh. Does he have an ISO bag, or is he just just physically a specimen compared to everybody else? I think if he really needed to get into a bag, he would. But I don't. I just feel like he don't use it in the game. Like he's just straightforward with it. Like you said, just strong. Yeah, I mean, he just goes through people. But I don't. And they were they were freaking out there like he's got a bag, he's got a bag. And I said, if you looked at it from the big three. With LeBron, Kobe, and MJ, he doesn't have a bag compared to those skill wise. I just, I don't, oh, no, I don't not compared to them, not compared to them, not not at all compared to them. Yeah, because you got KD and stuff. And now, like I said, LeBron is the best player. He's the best player in the league, I think personally. Yeah. He's the most dominant, and you can make the argument for greatest of all time. Yeah, but yeah, yeah. Right now, right now, he's the best in the league. But I just watch him at the top of the key, and I'm like, I think KD up there. I no, I think I remember what you was talking about. He was the ball was getting all shaky. I remember what you were talking about. I know going exactly. Going through his legs like two, three times. Yeah, and the ball fell all out. Yeah, he kind of dribbled it off his foot, and uh, and I think my teammate Emmett, Emmett was like, if 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 Paul George was guarding you, you dribbled off your damn foot too. And I'm like, all right, I'm just saying, I'm trying to bring up a point. But I had to, I had to ask somebody else, and it it just works out that you're from Cali, so that makes sense. Um, but no. All right, let's move on from the bubble. That's obviously something that I could see college basketball trying to learn from, and we're both yeah. going into another season of college basketball. But your last name, which generates probably the most, you know, questions and, you know, topics yeah. of discussion, 
let's talk about you growing up with the with the Ball brothers, with you know Lamelo, Lonzo, Leangelo, all them guys. Yeah. First of all, before we get into it, explain to me. So, Lavar's brother is your father. Okay. Yeah. I just had to make sure because Lavar's got a big family over there. On that, yeah. you guys got a big family in general, yeah. right? Yeah. So. What was it like growing up as a as a ball? Tell me about family reunions and Thanksgivings and stuff like that. Tell me about it. Yeah, it was it was funny. It was always funny. Like when everyone like when we all get together, it was always just funny. Like everybody's talking talking smack. It's an NBA game is always on. There's always food. Like it was just always just good vibes. And then on the other end, we was always together like every day just playing basketball. Like that's that's. That's what it was. Like, did I was, you work out? Were you working out consistently? Consistently with them? Like growing up, was that the yeah. thing? Yeah, we used to. Uh, we used to all go over there on Sundays, like the uncles and stuff. We used to all like do pull ups on Sundays. Like it was just we all used to work out over there. Yeah, at the at the at the original house, right? At Not the original the... house. Yeah, and yeah, that house <laughs> got a lot of memories. <laughs> does it? Does it? Yeah. So you guys all lived like kind of right around each other. Yeah. Uh, that's dope. Like we all live within like a good like 10, 15 minutes away from each other. Like nothing too crazy. Yeah, all right around that Chino. Were you born and raised in Chino Hills or that area? Um, I was born in Torrance. And then we moved out to Chino, but I still went to school in Carson until I was in seventh grade. And then I came out here. Gotcha. Yeah. Growing up, was it, was it always like, because you had the three brothers, who was like, when they were younger, like let, let's say, um, you know, middle school age, what, was there a clear, like, who was the best ball brother at the time when they were younger or who they thought was going to be the best out of the three? I mean, not that I was really paying attention to, to that, but like. Uh, yeah, but uncles are talking. Yeah, yeah, uncle, no, uncles, yeah. Uh, uh, um, uncle Bravo, he would always say that's LeVar. He, uh, he would always say. That mellow is gonna be the best. See, it's that younger, it's the youngest thing. Like I, I feel like that happens with a lot of like brothers. Like it's the youngest. Yeah. Like, uh, watch out. Yeah, that's what he would. That's what he would say. That's what I remember. Yeah. So you got. That's what I figured. I, I didn't think you were looking at it that way. But the uncles, you know, yeah, they were they was for sure probably. Yeah, they were watch. sipping or whatever, watching workouts and be like, oh, watch the little one. He's gonna be a dog. He's gonna be a dog. But yeah, that's crazy. So then you guys grow up and you. You all go to Chino Hills High School. What was that like, you know, coming in? Was there a lot of – because high school basketball in California and every state, yeah. there's a lot of hype around it as is. But yeah. then bringing these three in, uh, along with you coming in with them, because La is Lonzo the oldest, right? Oh, yeah, yeah. So he goes in first. Is yeah. that when, like, uh-oh, here we go. Like, Chino, like, that's when the, the you know, hype started or was it before then? I mean, that's when, like, we started getting more recognition. Like, we went to a better league after his first year. And then, like, we went from, like, it was, like, like the Sierra League or something like that. We went to Baseline League with, like, Etiwanda. Uh, who else was in there? Damien, like, all those teams, like, that were kind of better than, like, a lot better than our last league. So just like when he got there, it just kind of started like this whole motion that just put everything, the rest is history, basically. Yeah, yeah, no, it, it definitely, it took off. You guys were, I feel like, is it fair to say you were Sierra Canyon before Sierra Canyon? Ish? Like where they're at now, I, yeah, I guess you can say, I guess you can say that. 
But at the My, same time, the only no. difference between that is that we all kind of like we didn't really get no transfers. Like we was kind of yeah. like from in that area. We all came up in the like in the same area, and like we all went to school together, as you guys yeah. know. Yeah, I was going to catch myself because they did, they do, I mean, they pulled, you know, Wade's kid from, you know, wherever I think they were probably down in Miami. Um, Bronny's kid, you know, just with the move and all that. Uh, yeah, but no doubt. I, I think that that is the one difference. But you guys had high school basketball going crazy for, yeah. for years. I mean, because yeah. every year it was an introduction into another ball jersey, whether it's, uh, you know, Leangelo next and then you and then Mello and then. Cause are you a are you a year older than Melo or the same age? Yeah, I'm a year older. You fall between him and Leangelo. Yeah. Well, what's your best memory from Chino Hills? Any any game that you could pick? Any game that I could pick. You had to pick the best best or non game. I mean, if something stupid happened outside of the game, that is your best. I said the craziest thing was when I was I was hurt. I had uh, my I had uh, shoulder surgery, so. It was when we was at USC watching um, Modern Day and Chino Hills when the whole USC was sold out. That was crazy. <laughs> you guys sold out USC? Yeah, it was crazy. What year was that? That was after Zoe's senior year. So he, he was gone? It was Leandro and Mello? It was just, yeah, it was just Joe and Mello. And they still they sold out the, an entire college arena. That's what, 10,000 plus? Yeah. Gotta be. Man, I didn't know all about that. Did LaMelo go crazy that game? LiAngelo go crazy? Yeah, but I think we lost by like no. like three or something. Yeah. You're playing you're playing that that prep school, you know, modern days bringing people in from across the country. For yeah. you guys to compete is so crazy to think about that you guys competed and beat a lot of these teams that recruit across the country and yeah. Y'all were pretty much doing it as a family matter. I mean, oh. for real. That's the craziest thing. That is the craziest it thing. It wasn't like beat by a little. It was by a lot. <laughs> oh, yeah. You guys you guys swept a lot of these dudes, and it wasn't even, you know, it wasn't even, uh, you know, competition. But so you guys end up killing. You go through uh, Chino Hills. When did, when did BBB surface? Because for a while, BBB was like, this brand and this thought by, you know, created by LeVar yeah. and family uh, that blew up and gave everybody this idea that they could do something, you know, crazy with their name or brand. Do you remember yeah. like that stuff going on all, off the court or outside of it? Um, I think they started it around like, I think it's always been around. I just feel like it got more publicized uh, during that, after that, uh, uh, after Zoe, after Jello's last year, so the year before Melo left, so that last year, I think that's when it kind of started to, to blow. Cause that's when Zoe had his shoe, Melo had his shoe, and like everybody was like going kind of crazy because he had his yeah. own like commercial and stuff. Yep. And so I think that's kind of when it really took off. Did you think he was crazy when he started this brand? Cause growing up, you think like, well, you can't like it was just like you're not allowed to do that because. We want to play college, but they obviously will get into it. They yeah, took they, they, they had a plan, and it worked out for all of them at the end. So he had some. He knew what he was doing. Yeah. Now this, this is family, and and if it's too personal, it's too personal. But it was when you say it, it, they had a plan, was there talks and murmurs about like, hey, 
let's try a different route other than just doing this high school, college, NBA thing. Like uh -huh. there's overseas options that was LaMelo talking about that or, you know, cause LaMelo. Uh, I, I didn't know anything about that. It's kind of, I was surprised as well. Like I was going to support regardless. So it didn't really, and I knew, and I knew what, I know what they can do. So it's like, I'm not really worried. It's just basketball for them. So it's just, they, they can hoop. So I wasn't really worried about that aspect and that's what they're there to do. So I was just, I was going to support whatever decision they had. Yeah. You say it's just basketball for them. Do they, because you, you get a sense of, you know, the whole, the ball in the family shows and yeah. everything that they do. They're very, like, relaxed and, like, goofy yeah. almost. Are they goofy all the time? Yeah, we all kind of, like, when we all get together, it's, like I said, it's funny. It's funny as hell. That's, that's, that's just kind of genetic, isn't it, between your family? Yeah, like, we all bounce off each other. Yeah. It's, yeah. I feel like that's what makes the best hoopers in my mind. Yeah. Like, you guys all carry that same kind of personality trait of just being like, hey, this is serious and a lot of people are watching and it is what it is. But at the end of the day, it's still who probably yeah. probably dating back to when you guys were working out on the half court in the backyard in Geno Hills, I would assume. Right. Yeah. Those games used to get heated back there. <laughs> would you guys play fives or could you play like just threes just back three. there? It was just threes, but there was something. It was some shit going on back there, for real. Was there, was there ever? Was there ever some fights? There had to have been fights. There had to have been. <laughs> who who fought? Who fought the most? Um, who always I know, on any given day, it would just be whoever was going at each other. Like, if yeah. we seen like two like two people getting into it, we'll let them like low key go one on one like for the rest just of the game and see the, who the ice and clear out. Yeah. And then, then they start talking shit, and then next thing you know, like, and then it's, it's just that's how it was every day. Yeah. It was so competitive. It was crazy. Did did uh did LeVar, your dad, the uncles, did they did they facilitate that? Were they the ones kind of pushing that, throwing you guys kind of just at each other all the time? Yeah, yeah, they, they yeah, they would. They would uh, <laughs> they were always like uh instigate all the time. <laughs> All the time. No, not Lavar. He doesn't instigate. Come on, man. Oh my God. See, <laughs> he's did, did he ever play back there? Would he ever be like, "All right, check up"? No, uh, not that. I, not that I remember. I remember that he'd always say that he could beat Zoe. <laughs> he'd always say he could beat Zoe. Yeah, one on one. If 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 Lavar and Lonzo played one on one to twenty one right now, what's final score? Um, Zoe's gonna win 21, probably to like five or three. You're, you're giving him five. I give, I give him a little something, but I, I don't, I don't know. <laughs> but I'll, it depends on who gets ball. Discount. That's a family discount of five points. I don't know. That's okay. <laughs> All right, I, I, I get that. What, uh, what about your pops? Was he a hooper? Yeah, yeah, they all hooped. All the, uh, all the brothers. Really? Okay. Yeah. Who was the best hooper out of all the uncles? Um, I don't, I don't really know. I'm about to get you in trouble, man. Let me hear. I don't know, but I just know that my dad jumped the highest. <laughs> he jumped the highest. Yeah. Did he ever dunk on Levar? Uh, no, nah, not that I, not that I asked, but he always to say like, when I'm, when I would be out with him, like when I see some of uh, like people he used to hoop with and stuff, they go like. They're like, man, you got some hops, but you can't jump like your dad. And I'm like, it's like, what's up with that? Like, 
I, I see myself as an athlete. Like, you have, you have, I mean, crazy rise. So if you're a single person, yeah, and they, they was like, you can jump like your dad. I was like, what? My dad couldn't jump at all. So I don't see me. I don't have to put up with that kind of thing. I can't jump. He can't jump. But that's crazy that you get that comparison. And if he could jump higher than you, we yeah. might have to, we might have to pull out some, uh, some of the old clips or something. I need to see some of this. Man. Need to see some of this. Um, so talk about Pepperdine. How's it going there? Uh, going in, it was a it was a learning experience. You know, that's like I said, I feel like everybody goes through that little patch, like where you you gotta learn before you like yep. before you do. So like my freshman year, that's what it was about. And in sophomore year, I kind of got like more structure and like knowing how things work when you get to college. So right. I was more prepared. And then I got hurt. So that was just, that just kind of sucked. So yeah, that was just, but like the coaching staff, like super supportive, like Coach Rowe, like that's the reason like I kind of went there. Cause like, uh, he used to be at Arizona and I just yeah. know like, he's a great dude. Like he cares about you on and off the court. And that just kind of really pulled me in and decided to like commit there instead of keep playing in the spring when I was a senior. Cause I didn't want to like risk getting hurt or nothing like that. So right. his um his like charisma caught my eye. Yeah, for sure. No, that's good. That's good. And Pepperdine's in a beautiful spot, isn't it? Yeah, Malibu's nice view. Nice view. Yeah, Malibu's not bad. You ever been to Morgantown? Morgantown's really nice too. Nah, I've never been. It's not like Malibu, but <laughs> it's got it's nice in other in other ways. If you're ever out this way, you hit me up and and I'll I'll show you around Morgantown. All right. <laughs> Yeah. It's not the same if I'm out in Malibu, all right? For sure. Good, good. So uh, you're going in. What do you expect from, you know, you guys in this upcoming year? Going into your – wait, you redshirted last year, so you're going into your last year. sophomore year? Redshirted sophomore year. What do you expect in, you know, personally and as a team in Pe at Pepperdine next year? Personally, I expect a lot. Like, this is it's a big year for all of us. Like, because this <laughs> – the past couple two years, like it was like everything was new, like for like new player, a lot of new players, new coaching staff. So everybody, I feel like now we kind of got that. Everybody knows each other's tendencies on the team, and it's just it's just better for all of us. Like we know the system, like we know how to run things. Like it's just going to be a better feeling to be out there with uh with the team again. Yeah. No, that, that's a that's a huge adjustment, you know, coming yeah. off a year where you're sitting out or just any time at all. Yeah. Uh, I, I liked what you said about, you know, there's a there's an adjustment for everybody that they go through, whether they're, you know, one and done or a four year guy. Yeah. I think society seems to forget that they're like, yeah, you know, they expect every, you know, there's, yeah. only, <laughs> there's only so many jobs up there, you know, so yeah. you gotta really what was the biggest adjustment for you? Uh, you know, at the college level, like when you first got in there? I would say it was probably just like a uh, shot selection kind of. Yeah. Kind of had to, because like at Chino, like we didn't really have like a, like we were kind of like running gun, you know, so, but in college. Yeah, you guys didn't run off. They'd be sitting, so like you really got to like, you really got to like pay attention and stuff like that. It's not just more so like erratic. You kind of got to know, like no personnel, watching film, uh, 
you know, getting in with the coaches, like talking with the coaches about defensive like things, pointing things out. And I just kind of had to learn the ropes from then because, you know, I didn't really, because in high school, I got hurt when I was a sophomore and I was a junior. So I didn't really like, I didn't play that much when they were there. Yeah. So, and then my senior year, I finally got to play because I, was, I wasn't hurt. And then we went through, we won, we won state, uh, CIF, and then I went to Pepperdine. And then so basically all of this, I'm just like winging it at this point. Yeah. So when I get up there, they just kind of had to reboot me. And then I just had to like take that, take that seat back and then like just kind of like reevaluate myself and, you know, just time, time to put in more work. And then, but now I feel like I'm, I'm good now though. To where yeah. No, no doubt. It's, it's a process for everybody. And, you know, for you going to Chino Hills, like you said, there is no, there's not really a structured offense. This isn't college where every possession counts. You know, yeah. you can get away with doing a lot more. And trust me, I feel you on that. I mean, I went to polar opposites. I went from high school where it was green light, get up 30 shots a game, yeah. win by 30 and get up out of there. And now it's like, well, we're playing Kansas. So if you shoot something I don't like, you might not play for three, four nights. You know what yeah. I mean? So that's an adjustment. But uh, that you said that senior year at Chino, you won a state championship your senior year, right? Yeah. Yeah. Who, was all, who was all with you in terms of your, your cousins? Was LaMelo still there at that time? Uh, that's when he left. That's when he left. And it was just me. And, well, uh, okay. What was it like, uh, what was it like post, like, ball era at Chino? Uh, I feel like everybody was just – they were just, like, had us doubted. You know, right. was, like, nobody's there. Like, they're not going to do anything this year. Like, and they just kind of, like, threw us to the curb, basically. And then we started off rough, though. I ain't going to lie. And then, like, we had this our, like, fourth coach in four years. So, it was, like, it's a lot going on. And then – so, we started off, like, four and six, but then we ended up like 27 or 28 and 11. So yeah. we picked it up and we turned it around. Like, I feel like we finally got the gist of things and how, like, like how to make things work between us, like with all my, uh, with all my teammates. Right. Uh, so yeah, that was, a. we just had to adjust with each other. Yeah. It was more, I mean, probably when you don't have, you know, whether it's you, Mellow, Jello, or you and Mellow, or whatever, mm -hmm. you know, a lot of a lot of times at that level, people can sit back and rely, you know, around you guys on like, hey, if I don't have a good night, it's cool. They'll pick up the slack anyways. They can, you know, any of you guys are able to go get 35, 40 plus, yeah. you know, a night. Um, but was it not, like, what did it feel? I'm not asking, like, did it feel good? But, you know, having more of the reins and having more, uh, you know, say so, and people kind of looking at you as the leader of that championship team. Did that teach you a lot going into into college? Uh, yeah, I wouldn't say like like I was more so the leader. I feel like we kind of came together as a unit, and we knew what each other was good at. So it was like it just worked out perfectly, man. Like everything was just clicking. Like yeah. um, O was doing his thing. Uh, like my my other teammate Ofered. Jaren, like they, we just all kind of came together and just like, yo, like we kind of, what kind of took off for us is when we was like, when we decided to start playing like better defense, like that was kind of our focal point. Yeah. And that, it was just kind of like offense just came easy after that. So, but yeah, it did feel good. It did feel good that year to win. No, that's good. I mean, you had, I mean, in terms of high school careers, you've had one of the wildest stories in terms of 
injuries, ups and downs, medias, uh, you know, to finish it with a state championship without, you know, that, that the attention that you probably deserved. I mean, winning a CIF is no, no joke at all. So, um, but now I got something, you know, coming through the radio waves right now uh, mm. that, that seems to be an untalked about uh, little segment here. Was there a chance that Sharif and Zion were going to make an appearance at, in a Chino Hills jersey at one point? Or is that um, a mistake? Uh, I don't know. I don't know. But I did, I did hear that. I did hear that at some point. I do remember that. Would you guys have lost a single game with you, Mello, Reef, Zion, and who take your pick, whoever you're throwing in the fourth spot? Would Shoot. you have lost a game? No. Absolutely not. Thank you for saying the right answer. Now that, my friends, would have been stupid. You guys would have had to play at USC every night, and you'd sell it out and probably end up at the Staples Center. Yeah, that would have been a lot of – that's a lot of dunks. <laughs> that would have been a lot of a lot. That has just been yeah. – just overboard with everything, but would have yeah. been absolutely nuts to see. I just didn't know if that was true or not. I was yeah, told. Yeah, I, heard, I did hear that. Yeah, I did hear that. I was told to to do a little investigating on that end. All right, man. So, hey, last thing that you know, I wanted to touch on. You know, you have obviously worked to to get where you are, and you're continuing to, um, you know, develop yourself and and your game. As am I. We're in very similar positions at two different spots, but. You know, we're watching guys that we grew up with. You literally growing up with, you know, LaMelo. He's headed to the league next year. Yeah. Uh, you know, is there a spot that you'd like to see him land in terms of system and setup? He, he's good wherever he goes. <laughs> think so? He's just integral. Like, he can be dropped into whatever system and just take off? Yeah. What's the best part about LaMelo's game in your mind? Is it vision? Because when I watch him, I'm like, dude, at 6'8", you're always going to be – or 6'6", you're always a threat to score. But yeah. his ability to find people – Yeah. I, mean, I say his creativity is crazy. Because <laughs> he's so damn goofy. That's why the creativity comes out. <laughs> comes out never. Have you seen the, the, the overtime challenge with him and, like, Larry? Yeah, I did see that. I did see that. <laughs> I, think, I think he hit Larry over the head with a bat or something. He right? did He's goofy, and it comes out in his game. And that's honestly one of my favorite parts about watching LaMelo. You know, I'm a competitor and, you know, want to end up playing against him, and so do you. But, mm -hmm. I mean, you can you can give respect where it's due. Yeah, uh, always. You think, you think he ever – you think there's a chance he ends up in New York on the Knicks? Shoot, I don't know. I he's, think – top, right top three pick, huh? Yeah, for sure, top three. And that's where that's where you uh, think uh, he, he's gonna go number one. <laughs> you think he's gonna go number one? Yeah, I don't I don't I don't know if you can, you know, make a case for him not to go number one. No like you said, no matter what system it is. Yeah, that's the thing. I mean, shoot, he could end up, you know, playing PG for the Warriors. That would be a stupid lineup. That'd be insane. So many weapons. I wanna talk about it. They won too much anyway. <laughs> I love Steph, but whatever. Uh yeah, no, it'd be cool to see him land in New York and revitalize that city. It'd be cool to, you know, land out on the West Coast by family and all that stuff. But, you know, we'll see. We'll see, man. Welcome back, everybody. We're here with another episode of Subject to Change, and we're wrapping up the episode with my man, Andre Ball. Andre, appreciate you coming on today. But before you go, we're going to have you play a little game called Ball Don't Lie. 
All right, so for today's game, I'm going to make a statement, and you got to tell me who in the Ball family, whether it's you, Jello, Mello, Lonzo, LeVar, any mm -hmm. of your, your pops, your uncles, anybody, uh, you got to pick, you know, who fits that statement the best. You ready? Yeah. All right, let's do it. Number one, who talks the most trash on court? Mello. Okay, <laughs> okay. Number two, who's shooting your technical free throws if you had to all play in a game as a family? Jello. Is Jello the best shooter in the family, in your opinion? He's got a strap. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> He's got a strap. Number yeah. three, who is wearing the wrong uniform to the game? Shoot. <laughs> Probably me. Probably you. Okay. <laughs> I got you. Uh, who's shooting their shot in anybody's DMs? Who's the most confident when it comes to Instagram? Uh, I don't know. Yeah, I don't know. I feel like they kind of just this this is kind of it's just them. So it's just like whatever comes, comes. It's just, <laughs> I, don't like, I don't feel like any of us really be trying to be like right, right, right. Yeah. I feel you. I don't throw anybody under the bus, but I understand. <laughs> I mean, if it's yeah, I got you. We don't even need to talk about all that. Number six, uh, who cried the most as a kid? Like not literally cried, but maybe. Um I wouldn't say we cried a lot. I'd say we probably got into a lot of arguments. <laughs> Who argued the most? Who was always the one starting them? Um, probably, probably Mellow. <laughs> <laughs> it's always the youngest, man. You got to watch out for him. All right. Uh, who's the most serious out of the ball family? Zoe. Zoe is? I say, nah, it, it depends. Like, on court, Zoe. Yeah. Um. Who's the one who, like, if you ask them after a game, is going to exaggerate their stat line? Maybe add a couple points, rebounds, or assists? Nah, none of us. <laughs> none of you? All right, give it to you straight. Uh, who's the biggest troll on the internet? Shoot. I don't know. That's a tough one. That's a tough one? That's a tough one. Y'all got a little bit of that in you, for sure. Yeah. I think who's we got to get it from the, from the older ones. <laughs> yeah, it's generational. It's genetic. Yeah. I feel you on that. Uh, okay, who's got who's got it in them to dye their hair like Rodman? Who's the most like Rodman? Or would anybody? Nah, nah. <laughs> he, he, Rodman was out of he was he was doing some he was doing some things. I don't think any of us would, would do something like that. If Lavar still had his hair, you don't think he might? <laughs> I'm just saying. I'm just nah. saying. No, okay, okay. Uh, <laughs> all right. Here we go. Last one. Who gets dunked on the most in that backyard pickup in Chino? Who tries everybody? Who gets dunked on the most? Well, Melo couldn't dunk when we was playing back there, so. <laughs> Did he try people, though? I feel like he still tried people. Nah. He's... No, he did it. <laughs> yeah. I was saying – um, the ones who could dunk, they tried. They tried people like me, Jello, Zoe, like Eli. They like we we all tried people back there. It would it would get it so would everybody get pretty, was getting dunked yeah. on or dunking on somebody in Chino. Yeah, huh? it was vice versa a lot back there. And if it was pretty bad, we shut the game down. <laughs> I figure otherwise fights start breaking out like we <laughs> talked about earlier, man. Like I said, we talked about a lot. We talked about who's fighting in backyards in Chino. We talked about. 
uh, Dre's life at Pepperdine and a whole bunch more. So don't be a dummy and just listen to the game. Go back and listen to the whole conversation. But that is it for Ball Don't Lie and this entire podcast episode. Stay tuned for more episodes. Dre, appreciate you jumping on with me, my man. Yep. All right. Good luck, brother. All right, now.